overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome someday. Deep in our hearts, I do believe we will overcome Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That's Darren. I'm Brandon. Guys, part two. We're here still. Raise your hand if you're still being gaslit. We are here with part two, and we're talking about some gaslighting. Yeah. Uh, last episode, if you yeah. haven't listened to it yet, we talked about the conversation of guns, and that's filled with gaslighting. Yeah. Um, and we're moving on. Um, unfortunately in these episodes we can't speak exhaustively about these things but we just want to highlight important aspects of gaslighting yeah, stuff that you've probably heard and been yeah. a part of and, yeah. um, because it needs to be addressed yeah, this um, experiment is on all of us <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously it's all of us and, and, and uh, part of the motivation in this um, has to deal with the importance on people hearing the truth especially when they're told to question and doubt it and renounce it over and over again right because we've mentioned it you know i guess subtly and briefly that we went through gaslighting in a different context together yet separately yeah um and it leaves you battered well it has to happen separately doesn't it it does that's why this whole thing just keeps us isolated yeah doesn't we have to be us, divided. Yeah, doesn't want us together. Um, because then we'll have it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to talk to each other. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, it leaves you battered, leaves mm-hmm. you bitter, it leaves you distraught. It can leave you depressed. It can leave you anxious. It can leave you lacking self confidence. All these different emotions that I think have been multiplied over the course of this COVID hysteria. Yeah. And then all of the things that have been infused into that COVID hysteria that existed outside of the COVID hysteria, but uh, have definitely been multiplied now that we've just been sitting in isolation. And now we have new categories by which we can hate one another based on being vaccinated and not vaccinated. Um, but we're not dealing with that one today. No, not that one not yet. We're dealing with an oldie, yeah. but a goodie. <laughs> Good old racism. Yeah. Yeah, man. And there's a lot to say about racism. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover everything. But we, our hope is that we touch on some foundations of race, one, and then um, kind of just touch on some aspects of gaslighting that have covered the conversation on race and how people think about it. And, and the fact that a lot of the conversation are demands for people to think a certain way about it. All right. And then respond based on that thought process. Um, 
So I think we can start from the jump before we dive into some of the content we have stored up. Let's start from scripture. Uh, and from the jump, using the word race is gaslighting. <laughs> let me let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Because I did, I, I was searching. Um, I was like, let me just give a standard definition, a recap for people what gaslighting is. Um, I believe it's a 1958 film. 50s, I believe. 1958 film. And the the shorter version is this. that The husband was uh, gaslighting, adding gas to the candles in the house. Um, among a bunch of other things. Among a bunch of other yeah. things, yes. But this, uh, this is the very short, called, truncated yeah. version. Yeah. Um, the wife in the house knew that something was changing with the lighting, and he was telling her she was crazy. Yeah. Um, and she began to question her perception of reality. As a result of that. So that's a very truncated view of where the term comes from. Um, but I'm going to expand that uh, as far as wh what it's turned into and how that um, movie is the poster child for this ideological abuse um, that we all are under and have been under for some time. Um, but I was quite shocked that Urban Dictionary had a pretty, uh, I think, feasible definition. Oh, really? The grammar wasn't good. Because it's urban. Uh, but it wasn't like that type of urban grammar. It was just poor. <laughs> it was poor grammar. I, I'll give you an explanation. So this was their definition. Come on. <laughs> Gaslight. First of all, uh, it says this, when you lie or manipulate someone and make them feel crazy for reacting how they react and make them believe their gut isn't, tr isn't true, you make them feel like they're. T-H-E-R-I-R. -R. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like over there. You make them feel like they're overreacting once you get them angry or you mm. get them mad and then make them feel crazy for being mad. Basically, when you manipulate events and situations to make the victim feel crazy and switch the bl and switch the blame. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's so eloquently put. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, it's, it's sufficient. It's sufficient. Um, people can understand and uh, uh, like it's relatable. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that people have been in isolated situations like that. Um that don't have to be like overly orchestrated, uh, but it's still gaslighting nonetheless. Um, it's emotional abuse yeah. uh, in some instances. Uh, Wikipedia says this. The term may also be used to describe a person who presents a false narrative to another group or person, which leads them to doubt their perceptions and become misled, generally for the gaslighter's own benefit, disorienting or distressed. Generally, this dynamic is only possible when the audience is vulnerable, such as in unequal power relationships or when the audience is fearful of the losses associated with challenging the false narrative. Mm. Gaslighting is not necessarily malicious or intentional, although in some cases it is. Mm. Get some snaps for our. I wonder uh, which one we're experiencing. Democratic Socialist Convention. Oh no, no, no! They don't snap. Or do no, they, they do? Yeah, they do the they do, yeah, sensory yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah, they wave the hands. Yeah. Um, I remember we were taught that in elementary school for people who are deaf. Yeah, it's an applause. Yeah, it, yeah I, I never once heard that that was for people who didn't like the sound of a clap. Yeah. Um, and I know sensory. Uh, what's it called? Ah. Kenny's probably sensory right sensitive. Kenny's, I know Kenny. Kenny, Kenny Kenny's has probably it. correcting us right now. Forget you, Kenny. We don't know. But <laughs> but but I did a class with Chan. 
I did a class with our, uh, our very oh, right. good friend well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who is uh, a teacher and who has a gift of dealing with people who actually have special needs mm-hmm. from every spectrum, every form of the spectrum, mm-hmm. whether high motor or very low motor, just has a gift in patience and empathy in doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was watching her teach this class and I was thinking she has no idea how many people don't want to do this yeah, and how much of a gift that is. Okay. That was an aside. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that, all that was just being done so I could troll the socialist democratic. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pointless. Um, so that was our definition of gaslighting, guys. Um, and that's something that we're going through, and we've been going through for some time. And we've been going through these things even when it comes to race and racism. Oh, you know, I, I forgot to pull it up. Pull it, pull this up. The mm-hmm. just the classical definition of racism. I don't want to speak from my own. I'll just pull it up. Oh, you want me to pull it up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Classical. De- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Today? Use DuckDuckGo. Just find something. Because, because like Oxford and um, Webster, they, they will give multiple definitions. Um, Won't let me type duck. <laughs> but, um, but while Darren's looking that up, this is what I want to back uh, lay the foundations with. Um, the scriptures. And where this I idea of ethnicities even comes from these different people groups um different people groups are introduced for the very first time in genesis 10 and then in uh uh ancient uh narrative fashion that explain that uh introduction is explained in genesis 11 a lot of people kind of get caught up with the way genesis does that sometimes where you have the identification of one thing and then you have the explanation of it that comes after and they think that this is uh, chronological mm. that this is happening chronologically and it's not genesis 10 is giving you the identification of these different nations but genesis 11 is giving you why that is that is the case why these nations exist um and so once again uh, truncated version due to time if you go through Genesis 10, you will see all these different nations listed out. And it's 72 um, in total. And in Genesis 11, it gives a narrative on what happened there. And what happened in Genesis 11, if you're familiar, if you've had any time in Bible study school, you've heard the story of the Tower of Babel. And typically in Bible uh, children's church or wherever you've called it, Sunday school, um, they tell the story of the Tower of Babel and people built this really big ba- uh, tower and God got angry. and He spread them out and he switched up their languages and boom, you have different uh, nations. And it's like, well, that seems wanting and you, you feel like you need more of an explanation. And the scriptures, they give you that explanation, but it's hidden in the historical context. It's right. hidden in the cultural context. It's hidden in all those things until understanding it. One, what was this tower that was built? It was a ziggurat. What does a ziggurat use? It was a big temple. That's what it was. It was. Uh, the higher it was, the more godly it was, the more accessible to the gods it was. That's what was believed. And so the, the desire to build this ziggurat was, a, was an invocation to false gods. Once upon a time, the people on the face of the earth were one people. And, and, and God declare they were his people essentially Mm -hmm. even though the relationship was still broken um that was they weren't split up they were all one people with one trail happening there um 
And so this being one people apparently led to one people wanting to have a name or a uh, reputation or a authority or a whatever. Um, what's another what's another synonym? Like you'll put some respect on my name. Whatever. You get the drift. One thing I have a name greater than God. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to make a name greater than God. And so obviously this isn't good for mankind. Uh, because as we're th- as we've been talking about on this podcast, the evils of mankind, um, it would be even worse if we came together and plotted and unified for the purposes of our sin. Right. How terrible that would be. Um, so God in his grace divided us up. But not only did that division happen, he disinherited the people from being his people, mm. having access to him having a desire to worship him. That's why you have these false gods. That's why you have these false religions. Some of them, a lot of the, the older ones like Buddhism and Hinduism and uh, you know, uh, all these very um, old, older than Christianity yeah. things. Um, that's why they exist. Uh, but that disinheritance finds its, uh, reversal, the beginning of that reversal in his choosing Israel as his people. But Israel will be his uh, portion. And through Israel, the whole plan was for the Messiah to be born through his people so that through the Messiah, the people who were once disinherited all around the earth would come back into the fold and be his people again. So through the Jews, the Gentiles would become sons and daughters again. Um, And so it's just a complete reversal. The Messiah is reversing that. So that's where you get this idea of race. Uh, But the the, the term race is false. Right. There's one. Mm -hmm. Human. Human race. Biblically speaking, you can argue there's two. The seed of Adam and the seed of the serpent. Or the seed, I'm sorry, the seed of the serpent serpent. and the seed of Christ. The seed of the woman. (laughs) <laughs> you could argue two races from a theological standpoint, you know, people of the world, people of the kingdom. But I don't go further than that. I don't, I don't go further than that. What, what definition do you come up with? Racism, a belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities and that a rate and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Wow. So what's very wild about that is that the people who espouse racism are the ones that who are racist. Yeah. Race. yeah, that's what people. Yeah, yeah. They're quite racist. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, <laughs> guys, find some time and read through Genesis 10. It's laborious. It's a lot of names, but just reflect on it. Find a commentary to read through Genesis 10 to explain what's happening there. Read through Genesis 11 a commentary to read through Genesis 11 to explain what's happening there. This is the history of nations in the Greek and the New Testament, ethnos, where we get our word ethnicity from. Race, it's made up. It's a facade. It doesn't exist. If you are a Christian, then the way that we have this conversation is by seeing it accurately first. Since we were just talking about this in Bible study, Colossians, since then, Christ has been seated in the right side in the heavens. Have Let our minds be seated in the heavens where Christ is. Mm-hmm. 
Let us see things accurately. Do not let people deceive you with empty, empty speech. speech. Yeah. yeah, don't don't let people deceive you. Um, and so we need to see this accurately. Uh, you ain't black. <laughs> and and that's that's that comes right there in the next next chapter in Colossians. But um, so let's move on. Let's move on because we got some stuff. We got some stuff in this conversation of race. Um, gosh, we just w- did a quick overload. I don't even know where to start because yeah, it's no. just so much. There's a lot. Um, we can start with the first clip that we played. <laughs> oh, that's true. We need to address what that is. True, but yeah. but real quick, let's touch on kind of break down a little bit what th- that definition you just read. Oh. Of racism. Yeah. So read that one more time for the people. um, A belief that race is a fundamental determinant of human traits and capacities, capacities, and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Right. So that means. CRT. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and so to be clear on what you're saying is proponents Proponents of CRT CRT are racist. Yeah. This is what they are doing. They're racist. Um. I think a, a a simplified view is an inherent belief that one race is superior than all others or others are inferior to yours or mm-hmm. a, an, another race. Yeah. And another definition, it says the systemic oppression of a racial group to the social, economic and political advantage of another, specifically White supremacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the definition of racism we'd like to use today. Right. Um, because also what's being gaslit and how we're being gaslit regarding the conversation on race is that the the sinful trait of human humanity mm-hmm. that is to be biased and to show uh um partiality. Partiality is inherent in uh European mm-hmm. ethnicities. Yeah. European only, yeah. ethnicities. Not only European only, but post Revolutionary War yeah. European ethnicities. Yeah, <laughs> how stupid that is! Mm-hmm. How stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let let explain to the people what that terrible ensemble of notes was that we listened to. Oh yeah, that was the uh, Texas um, Democrats. Uh, they're singing "We Shall Overcome." Uh, because while you're explaining this, I'm about to pull up "We Shall Overcome." Yeah. And who wrote it and why? They wanted to. Um, they're opposing um, voting rights, or <laughs> I mean, voting laws, I guess, or voting requirements, voting whatever you want to call it. The Texas Democrats don't want voting regulations. Um, for for example, um, the voter ID. Um, they didn't want Texas to to start implementing that you have to have an ID to go vote. They also don't want to implement Texas. Um, I mean, they don't. Th- they also don't want to implement laws about um, drop boxes and mail in voting. So that what they're saying is that all of those things, those voter ID, drop boxes, mail in voting, those are all racist because they target um, black people. And so what do they do? They stand up and say a black people song. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's so comedic and heartbreaking yeah. simultaneously. Perfectly comedic and heartbreaking. Yeah. And the way it sounds is just a, you know, a, 
I think an audible illustration of the way it looked. Yeah, I mean it's that's I mean that's gaslighting to the to the max. I mean they got black people believing that it's true. Yeah, there are some black people that believe that that's true, and there are some. There's a lot of non-black people who believe that that's true about yeah. black people. Yeah, they do. Um, we have some clips to talk about yeah. that too, and you know that's what's really heartbreaking is that people are really bought into that. Right, they've bought into the fact that. For some reason, black people just don't have the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To vote, man. and and as we as we bring up these clips and, and we talk about these things, try to remember that definition that Darren read. Try to remember that. Go back and listen to that definition. Write it down, or just look it up yourself and keep that in mind. Of that is the classical definition of racism. Mm-hmm. So if those are your held beliefs, you by definition are a racist. Yeah. You, by definition, are a racist. Keep that in mind. Um, so I, I did find, um, his name was uh, Charles Tinley. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have known this. Might, maybe we learned it in school yeah, or something like that. probably did. Um, from Maryland. Maybe we just does, it doesn't apply to us. <laughs> That's why we didn't learn it. We've overcome. Uh, Christians <laughs> in a lot of ways. That's true. Um, black people. <laughs> so... Uh, this this quick article I, I found on Christians for Social Action, when Reverend Charles Albert Tinley first wrote We Shall Overcome, he had no idea of the far-reaching and enduring impact his song would have on people all over the planet seeking basic human rights and freedom. So uh, Charles Tinley was born to a former slave uh, and a free woman um, in Maryland. Mm. Uh, let me skip down a little bit. Because this is a lot. I just wanted to give a quick little glimpse of it. But um, he was a minister to one of the largest churches in the city and one of the few in Philadelphia where a number of white Americans joined the congregation for worship. Tinley Mm. worked with politicians and business leaders to assist his members in finding employment. He promoted heavily the importance of home ownership and advised people to begin their own businesses and be self-employed. Let me pause real quick. I didn't even mean to pause. But the the Democrats of the day would hate this dude. Yeah, I know. I know. They would hate him. They would hate Martin Luther King. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaslit. Um, <laughs> all you got to do is lie. Just lie about him. You, you know, got a Republican black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going around talking about freedom. Yeah. And loving one another. Right. And also, as, Kill his, him, man. as as the future goes on, we will see less and less of the white Americans that walked and fought with them right. during that time yeah. um, so that we can keep hating each other. But yeah, but yeah let me continue on. I, I, didn't, I didn't expect for this article to be spitting these bars like this, but... <laughs> Um, because this isn't democratic talk. No, it's not. Or democrat talk. Democrat talk. This is a democrat talk. Democrat talk is about victimization and dependency, mm-hmm. right? And so, therefore, you need healing that only we can provide and free stuff that only we can provide. Mm-hmm. And Tinley apparently isn't on that train as the son of a former slave. Right. Right. Let's keep going. And also, the song is "We Shall Overcome," we not shall "You Shall Help God. Us." <laughs> you shall help us get up. Um, Tinley also used his influence to address issues of racism. In 1915, he led a group of African Americans to the Forest Theater where they protested the showing of the recently released film. Can you guess? Selma? Get out. (laughs) Birth of a Nation. Okay, that'll work. (laughs) Oh, oh, did I bring that up? Yeah, last episode. Did I? Yeah. Birth of a Nation or the thing I'm thinking about? Okay, let me. I'm gonna read this I don't first. Know what you're thinking about, I know, I know. I'm gonna read it first. Oh, I, sh- I definitely should have prepared that for this episode. We might 
have to do just a standalone thing for this for Patreon. Because I told you about it. I'm going to read this. I'm going to finish reading this. I'm going to finish reading this. Um, So he protested the showing of a recently released film, The Birth of a Nation. Now, I'm going to readdress it again. For those who don't know, Birth of a Nation is a gaslighting film, Mm -hmm. propaganda, Mm -hmm. the first shown in the White House, Mm -hmm. depicting black Americans as savages and rapists Mm -hmm. so that people can be afraid. And so that the government mm-hmm. can help clean it up. Yeah. Now, we already know what the people were afraid of. They were, they were afraid of the Negroes coming and raping their women and their daughters. Mm-hmm. How did the government help? The Democrats provided the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Check our history. Yeah. Just check the history. Yeah. Okay. Um, the film was controversial across America and offensive to African-Americans because it presented black men as unintelligent and disrespectful toward white women. So... If we changed out white women and put ballot box, that's 2022. As well, the Ku Klux Klan was portrayed as a noble, patriotic, heroic movement in American history. At the protest, Tinley and his group were viciously attacked by mobs of whites who beat them with clubs, sticks, and bottles. Many were injured and required hospitalization. Tinley was one of the injured but was treated at home. So I'm just going to end that there because this is a pretty long article. Um, this is from Christians for Social Action. I'll try to remember to add this link uh, at the bottom of our video. Um, but his song, We Shall Overcome, has a different tone. Yeah. 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 Has a different background yeah. than today. Yeah. So this is what I meant. To, I, I, did, I think I did bring this up to you. And maybe, listeners, you've seen it too. But there's a video And it's not like a video somebody captured with their phone. I'm talking about this is a directed and produced video trying to teach Americans the truth. And it shows a white woman going up to these black boys on a basketball court. And she's she's acting as a Karen. She's being a Karen. Who carries a whip. And whips them. Yeah, man. Yikes. That's not cringy. I don't know what it is. That's a rough one. What? It's pretty rough. That's not it. That's not. How Are you, you being serious, though? I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's I, rough. I, so so let me let me let me straight. But we're definitely gonna have to watch that. I mean, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to watch that. Ugh, yeah, we're gonna watch, watch that. So yeah. So um. So, um, so let's go through. Let's go through some of these things. The uh, Ami, Ami on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and let's just listen because of all of the information that we've been fed about race and about um, what's true about race, and then how every circumstance has been twisted to reflect on race. We were all just talking upstairs with my wife, and I don't know if any of you have heard about the tragedy. I think it was in Texas. Um, there was a tragedy where there was a violent man who was attacking people at a mall. Police came and stopped the man by shooting him. Bullets passed by him and went into a dressing room, mm. passed him, and hit and killed a 14 year old girl. It's that, tragic. That is their fault. Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, that is tragic. Um, not racist. It's not racist. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's the tone that Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, yeah. Al Sharpton is spinning. He gets up and he starts talking about how long will our people be shot down in the streets by police? Why 
is he speaking that way because he hates you? Yeah. And he wants your money. Yeah. And he's a professional he gaslighter. He hates you. Yeah, I would love, if, if if we were famous, I'm sure we would be famous for like a day before people try to kill us or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm just saying, if I could get face to face, I I just really genuinely want to be the, one of the very few sincere people who stand in his face and say, Al Sharpton, I don't know you, but you are hatred. Mm-hmm. And you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. You spew hatred, but maybe the Lord will give me that chance. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I'll be on the street. Hit, hit him with I'll be on the street. <laughs> He'll talk forever. I'm Ami Horowitz, and I'm here in Berkeley, California, to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're? Would you go as far as say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're. So real quick, because the way that they're talking is like, duh. Yeah, racism is is rampant. Yeah. And prolific. Duh. Um. Now, in the hearts of men, yeah, all throughout the world, yeah, of course. I think. Uh, of course. I, think mm. I mean, I think rape is prolific. Mm-hmm. I think rape is act actually, actually more prolific yeah. than racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but they're speaking as if like, you know, they just the world. Is, yeah. You know, they just on their way to school, they just walked and they saw slaves in the backyard, and they're like, "I'm just." Do you so remember sick growing up twenty years ago at our house where we grew up in, and our yeah. parents like, "Oh my goodness, man." We can't vote. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and here we are, Never. twenty years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years later, and we got these kids we in college who can barely vote yet, mm-hmm. complaining about voting. Yeah, yeah. If that's not gaslighting, now, I don't know what is. It, it, just to give you guys context, and you can be able to see this um, on our video. Actually, we might start making our full videos only available to Patreon mm-hmm. subscribers. Um, and just do clips, but we'll know. I don't know. We'll talk about that. But uh, you you can see that they aren't Black Americans. I just I, just for context, you need that. You need that because the way that we talk about race um, and the way that the media gaslights us, it also uh, prevents us from wanting to talk to one yeah, another. Right. It isolates us. And also the conversational race. Since we've been gaslit into believing that racism isn't an inherent belief system regarding other ethnicities. Now the, the conversation or uh, the definition has been changed to this inadvertent slip up. Like you can trip and fall. You in can racism. fall into racism. Yeah. And so therefore you don't want to have a conversation with someone which will uh, uh, expose ignorance. And that's all knowledge ever does. Right. It's meant to expose ignorance and then disinvite it from the conversation next time. <laughs> knowledge does that. So, Continue, or what were you about to say? That was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to uh, DMVs or I other places where you can get IDs. What do you got? I almost threw my mic again. And that's it, right? <laughs> I almost threw. These types of people don't have... I mean, that's it right there. Whatever you're about to say yeah. after that, after that is not good, sir. 
So we should probably if, touch if, on something we talked about upstairs. Keep going. If Donald Trump, gaslighting again, if Donald Trump said anything nearly as close to that. If Donald Trump said anything nearly as close to what Joe Biden has said. Yeah, I know. I know. But we can't get there yet. We'll, yeah, I know. We'll get there I'm just one saying, day. that's gaslighting. You ain't black. Yeah. They're going to put y'all back in chains. <laughs> like, it's, that's complete gaslighting. You know, and so. But bless his heart, right? Because he's ignorant. He's ignorant, yeah. He's so, being told this. And so now this is something, this is this is why we, we're willing to get hatred from our uh, black and brown skinned brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. our uh, white and lighter skinned brothers and sisters. Um, because this is a team effort. Yeah. This foolishness and this stupidity. Yeah. I mean, we, y'all working together on did this. We one. Say, did we say this is a college campus? Did, no, maybe, but this is a college some campus. Of it, some of it's a college campus. You have some professors and then you have some students. And so this is, you know, active indoctrination. These, yeah. these people, these kids have been told this. This is not something they've experienced. Yeah. Where did he say he was? Some, uh, uh, California? Maybe. I don't know. I San Bernardino, California? This ain't, ain't no reason. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so here's the cultural thing. These cultural differences, and this is what we address. I, I'm, I'm curious at how many people watched the clip that I posted on Instagram mm-hmm. where they saw us just kind of shut off. It, while the woman on the view was in mid speak and if they knew exactly what was going on her tone and her condescension that we addressed is something that flies by but it's that tone and condescension that's built from an inherent belief that someone is inferior to you right without you knowing you even have that and which is so odd because all you have to do now is do some penance and you don't have to address that belief. Um, meanwhile, if we can talk to strangers and we can just have a heart to heart conversation as man and woman, then ignorance will be exposed and we'll learn about one another and we'll actually grow in relationship. Right. And the politicians all don't these, ever want yeah, that. All these conversations are had on social media. Yeah. There are no. And even when you try to invite people to yeah, have yeah, yeah. person. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to. Because part of them knows that the truth will be exposed. Right. That's Whether exactly it's the right. truth about their what they really feel in their heart. Yeah. Or the truth that what they are saying, they don't really believe it and it's a lie. Yeah. And 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 shout out, shout out to those non black people, white Americans who are vulnerable. Yeah. Shout out to them who are willing to be in spaces not dominated by white Americans. In order to learn and grow. Because even if you're uncomfortable with talking about it right now, we'll say it for you. Black people racist too, dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. racist too. Yeah. It's, it's sin. It's human. It's yeah. brokenness. It's hatred. It's hatred. It it's what it is. We had like a lot of Africans in our old church who would say, I mean, racism. Yeah. Everybody in our country was black. Yeah, right. And we saw people get treated terribly. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always give the example. Growing up in the city, we saw more black people mistreating Asian Americans yeah, yeah. than we did white people mistreating black people. Black, yeah, always. Always. But you can't talk about that because the whole motivation is to gaslight. Mm-hmm. For you to doubt your perception of reality. And so right. now you have a lot of white Americans out here seeking salvation through servitude. Yeah. And they won't get it. Because the people who have adopted the narrative that they are a victim, oh, we're not letting you off the hook. No. Cracker. Yeah, right. You're not getting let off the hook. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to let you off the hook. Right. Right. 
you will never be saved through your servitude. So there's something we did address in pre we got prior two 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 interviews. Into I know, this video. I know, I know, I know, I know. We we might have to break this up, yeah. but um. So uh, but there's something that could easily there, there's like there's a cure to some of this ignorance that we're hearing and that we're going to continue to hear. Um, Thank you. I, I do think that it is valid to believe that black Americans are probably more likely to learn how to maneuver in predominantly white spaces. I lost. <laughs> lost what? <laughs> See, all that time I was paying attention, I put it down for two seconds and I lose. You lose what? I was bidding on a fig tree. We go. <laughs> it's gone forever. I can't believe you. This is a rare variety. I won't ever get again. Well, I'm glad. Goodness. Um, so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought now. Um, he, all you have to do is uh, it, it, you have if you have uh, black Americans, they are more prone to probably spend more time in white majority white spaces mm -hmm. than a white American spend time in black majority black spaces, right? Mm -hmm. Or uh, another minority in the country space. Um, and so you learn how to maneuver, you learn the different tones, you learn what's acceptable, you learn cultural differences. Like mm -hmm. we pointed out that one cultural difference is that, um, you know, people in majority white spaces, they all, no matter what age or creed, call each other their first name. So, yeah, some of them. And yeah. that's a cultural still. It's it not is. a skin color no, thing. No, it's not. It's not. That's still cultural. Yeah. Because you can go certain places in the country where they're all white Americans and it's sir and ma'am. Mm-hmm. But still, in this part of the country, culturally speaking, uh, in a majority white American space, people are all first name basis, except for young mom and dad. And then, you know, you get a girlfriend in high school and then your girlfriend and boyfriend are calling your parents by their first name. <laughs> Sweetie, yeah, uh, no. call me ma'am. Right, right. Um, yeah. but, but what we were saying is in school, put it down. I can't believe that. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I can. I can't. So, <laughs> but, but, um, but mm -hmm. in high school uh, or in public school, you learn the tones that are acceptable and the tones that aren't acceptable. Right. Yeah. They teach you that. Yeah. Your peers. <laughs> your peers will teach you. Yeah. Your peers teach you about respect. Black Americans value respect. Mm -hmm. they, they, value, they value respect. Some people in an unhealthy way. Some people in a noble way. Mm -hmm. And even if it's unhealthy or noble, you can tell when it isn't there. <laughs> you, right. you can tell when it isn't there. Your antennas go up. Yeah. Like, huh? the, the different tones and the different inflections and the way that you speak about someone. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, your respect is lacking. And in public school, you learn for free uh, the consequences of lacking that respect. Mm -hmm. um, and then you learn to maintain it, no matter who you're speaking to. But so all that to say, um, they need some respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, because he hasn't understood what he said. Let's, let me just, I think it's won't play again. I mean, just listen. What he's saying is these types of people don't don't whatever he's saying after that doesn't matter. But these types of people just don't have, and that seems like something that he's been told. It's not something yeah. he's experienced or, yeah. or seen happen. It's something he's been told, so he feels comfortable saying that. Yeah, he thinks he's being an ally. Ugh. Described or required. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs. Um, you can do it over the internet, 
Does that also make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how of like how it works. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't yeah. really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like right. they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um, how they, how if you're a convicted felon, like you're not allowed to vote and everything. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. preach, preach like up. Florida, that's a huge <laughs> population. What you got? Oh, man, only black, only black people felons, man. Yeah. <laughs> like Martha Stewart. Golly, that's all I got. I mean, just it's those things, right? You hear that? It's subtle. But that's the language that's it's being subtle. spoken on TV. Yeah, it's subtle, and they are being taught to be little racist minions. Yeah. You know what, I mean? what did Joe Biden say? He says that uh, he says that poor kids deserve an education just oh, yeah. as much as white kids. Oh yeah, he's saying poor kids are just as smart and intelligent as. Oh white yeah, kids. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a rough one. This is how we think about race. Uh, yeah, it's man. been handed to us. Come on. Yeah, let's run it. Of the like African Americans. Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? Do you carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like. That's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with. Oh. ID. Do you know? So what makes me angry is that while they're going through this, mm -hmm. they can't put two and two together yeah. and say, hey, the people you're told to champion and celebrate mm -hmm. are the ones leaving you in this perplexed state right now. Right. Right. Where you're valued as, I mean, helpless rodents of society. Yeah. Little pets that need to be lifted up. And what we are what we are doing right now is I am a you know what I mean like we grew up in the city. Politics wasn't something people talked about. No. We we heard about politics when the voting cycle came through. And so where is he at? East Harlem? How much are they hearing about politics? How, are they even hear this stuff? You know what I mean? Do they see the we shall overcome? Do they see the Joe Biden speeches? Do they see that stuff? No. They hear about it when it's the election cycle coming around and they yeah, go, man. go vote. And yeah, they see man. Diddy, go vote. Yeah, yeah. And they go to the churches, you know? the black churches. Right. And they see Charlemagne the God. Yo, black people, make sure y'all go vote. And then they go vote mm -hmm. for the people who they've always voted for. Yeah. But meanwhile, even even with talking about, uh, what's that guy's name? Tinley. Mm -hmm. This is just a... a Typical citizen of the United States who had values, mm -hmm. values that are uh, inflammatory today. Yeah. Values that are offensive today. And that's true about a lot of yeah. uh, conservative Democrats. This is a Democrats. black yeah. conservative Christian man yeah. who wrote the song, We Shall Overcome. Yeah. And the values he had are values that are destroyed and ridiculed and slandered today by the people singing the song we shall overcome. Yeah, man. 
I'm sick of it. I know, I know. I think we get I mean, he doesn't evolve anymore. That's it. I mean, you get it. There's this, you got white people saying black people can't do this, and black people saying, yes, we can. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, we do it now. We're doing it. Um, So it seems, so you mentioned 20 years ago, uh, and I don't know, maybe we were adults, maybe. The race conversation was still being incubated by the race hustlers, and well, and, I'm sure and, and it was. kept on life support like Benjamin. Well, once uh, again, like I said, we were. In, well, once again, we Booker were T. Washington. In, uh, what are you saying? We were in the city politics. It certainly wasn't like it is today, mm-hmm. um, where everyone we know is talking about politics. Yeah, you know? it, there wasn't no social media. There wasn't you know people. Yeah. You had to talk to one another. I remember. I remember our parents going to vote. Mm-hmm. It put us in strollers, or whatever had us hold strollers, and we yeah, went to right, Forest right, Park right. High School, mm-hmm. right? Forest Liberty, Liberty, school. which is walking distance, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it wasn't hard. Distance. Yeah, no subway needed. Yeah, libraries everywhere, walking distance. Mm-hmm. Any, you know, post offices, they yeah. all had ballots. Those are also different schools in our neighborhood that are now all being shut down. Yeah, uh, and our neighborhood is still blue. Oh yeah, it's been blue our entire lives. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. But yeah, so there was never we never heard our parents or anyone, any adult, complaining about. The access to voting, mm-hmm. it yeah. was difficult, or not having IDs, or or anything like this. Right. If that was an issue, if it's an issue now that needs to be changed, that means it must have been an issue twenty years ago. Yeah, it had to have been. Right. We're just hearing about it now. All of a sudden, this new racism has happened, and it, it, what they're trying to say is, "Oh, Donald Trump did that." Yeah. And so you know what's what? interesting? I'm uh, I am in agreement, and even as I recollect, uh. Historically, I'm in agreement with Dr. Vody Bauckham on where the race conversation that's always been extant. Mm-hmm. And even the gaslighting regarding race has been extant in the country. But it got a shot of steroids. Mm-hmm. In 2008. And yeah. The narrative is that that steroid came in 2016. Right. And I believe it came eight years earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, this is him talking about it very briefly. Uh, in a sermon he gave on cultural Marxism, uh, more of a talk he gave on cultural Marxism. I like to distinct distinguish sermons from talks, but uh, so yeah, let, let me let me play this. Am I? Uh, oh, muscle, you're muted. I started writing about cultural Marxism in the mid. Well, in the early 2000s, somewhere around 2005, 6, 7. Blogged about it intently, uh, intensely in 2007 during the election uh, because of what I saw as the incredible threat of Barack Obama, who was a massive cultural Marxist. And in my opinion, then and now, a dangerous man on a number of fronts and for a number of reasons. And so, yeah, I ended up, you know, some of you may have seen um, an interview that I did um, on CNN before the election, um, talking about, you know, some of these issues. What do you make of that? Well, it's interesting. So this is him on CNN in 2007, uh, where, you know, the conversation was Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin was the target. Um, are you looking at another tree? Yeah, it's okay. Darren, it's okay. you've got to be kidding me. We're doing this. I'm very focused. I can do it, Like unlike you. Really? Why don't you have a fig tree? The one you just got. 
Well, because I've been putting all my heart and soul to this, man. <laughs> so Sarah Palin was the bullseye. She was the target. Right. Um, I forget the different, but I remember the conversation. She was stupid. She was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Airy and da da yeah, da, 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 da I can da, da. see my house from Russia yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Something dumb. It was also SNL. And they dragged SNL, her daughter yeah. into something, too. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Um, so, uh, but, but see, this is him. Uh, Vody Bauckham was invited on CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lord knows CNN had no idea who they were inviting on. I'm sure they did. That's, that's wild. So I'm going to play that clip real quick. The bottom line on that is people look at this ticket and their fear is that we will have Barack Obama as our president, that we will be moved toward a socialist agenda, that we would have the most radically pro-abortion candidate ever to run for president to serve in that office. And that is an untenable position for evangelicals. And so they look at this and they're trying to decide this based on what's best for the nation in the here and now. I only got to now. Um, that was a short clip of him uh, in his uh, interview I mean, on CNN. Yeah. Uh, what ahead. are you about to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want to say that right there um, is just a little brief commentary on the waveriness of the church in the United States. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of things that he's saying right now in the front end before I went to that clip of the interview. Yeah. yeah the yeah. things he's saying in the front end about Barack Obama, um, he said during those times. Mm. But it was hate. It was hateful. It was hateful, yeah. Because Barack Obama is potentially the first black president, yeah. And we have to care that he's the first black president because black people are less viable than we are. And with there being a, a black president, that could mean something extremely special. Now, not for granted. Let me step outside of that yeah. sarcasm. It would be special. It would be. But only a racist mm-hmm. would desire for Barack Obama to be treated differently, right? than any other president. Right. Only same, a, only a vice true, president now. Yeah. Only a racist would actually want that. Mm-hmm. Whether it be hostily or more benevolently. But both those desires are born from a racist root. Yeah. Based on the definition we read. I was just going to say, some of you listening might just be shocked by what he said. Yeah. <laughs> might not like it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Absolutely. say you look into it. What does he mean by, by Barack Obama is dangerous man or he's Marxist? Yeah, yeah. I would look into it. And and well that's that that plays into even our conversation on race. The conversation on race, race is but a device. Mm-hmm. And it's a Marxist it puts device. A, yeah, it puts up a wall. Um and I don't know what you, what angle you're taking, but Go ahead. I would say um specifically with Barack Obama, his race put up a wall. Um so that people wouldn't investigate. So he couldn't be evil if he's a black man, right? Mm-hmm. There's no need to look any further. While you're trying to push this black man out, mm-hmm. he has to be good. He's the first black president. So we don't want to look into anything that could discredit him or anything that could uh could ruin his presidency. Yeah. Um, and his family's beautiful, man. We don't want to ruin that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the focus points. Yeah. Um, and, and, they're, and they're purely American. Mm-hmm. They're purely American. Uh, you step outside of this country and you go to countries filled with black people and brown people. Um, and you'll be shocked at some of the opinions they have about the Clintons and Barack <laughs> Obama. Mm-hmm. You'll be shocked about those things mm-hmm. because the world is actually still moving. Right. Yeah. While while our favorite while celebrity right, yeah. TV yeah. shows are running, um, their their stories on our our presidents oh, we out here pretending out here. about racism we're yeah. pretending about racism <laughs> yeah you know and you know 
while we're over here pretending that uh, men are women and women are men and pretending that abortion is good and pretending all this all this gaslighting we're doing over here. Meanwhile, in other countries, uh, life is really happening. And we talked about on a previous episode. If you haven't listened to this episode yet. Uh, I forget what we called it, what's going on or what, what we're witnessing. If you haven't listened to that little series, what we're actually witnessing, um, yeah. go listen to that because we talk about these things regarding the, the goal of Marxism um, and how it divides people up. Um, and, and, and there's a principle in that regarding its tactics called Hegelian dialectics. Um, and it's influenced by Karl Marx and Charles Dar- Darwin. Um, and so essentially you have the thesis or the narrative um, then you have a ant, uh, antithesis, which is some bad news, some issue, some threat, something to be angry about, something to be scared about. And then you have the synthesis. And the goal is to get to the synthesis and then to rinse and repeat. Mm. And so whatever you have going on in, your, in, in society, there needs to be a narrative that says, hey, there's about to be an interruption to the way society works. However, we're willing to help. And so if in 20 years ago uh, this cycle happens and the answer is something that uh, would never be allowed if anyone just got in office and said, hey, I'm going to do these things. If someone got in office and they said, hey, you know what? A part of my ticket, I'm just going to have people show their documentation about all their medical history. Hmm. No one, no one would vote for that. No. But now that there's been an interruption in our story and there's to. fear, mm-hmm. you say, hey, so that you don't die and so that your children don't die, show your documentation of your medical history. Yeah. And then people accept it. That's the synthesis. Mm-hmm. And then in five years, there's going to be something else. And there's going to be another thing that people are willing to, address, uh, to acquiesce to. Mm-hmm. And then and more and more. And that, that cycle goes on and on and on and on. And so race is just another one of those devices where it's an interruption in our society. Hey, mm-hmm. black people, you want to live free and a flourishing life, but these white people are holding you down. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We'll fix it. And here's ways we can fix it. Rule number one, always vote for us. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's silly. And you know what? Um... The irony is that they, they, they are going to um, democratic cities mm-hmm. talking Democrat. about voter suppression or democrat cities where vote talking about voter suppression. Who's doing the suppression if they're run by Democrats? That's another thing. That's gaslighting. Gaslighting. Like, what are you talking about? In our society. Like a lot of these cities I, I, that's have what I thought you were like, going to talk about. Like Democrat cities that are Democrat cities. There's only a few. Like he's in Georgia with his last speech. Joe Biden's president. But um, I know, I know. He's in Georgia. Georgia hasn't always been a Democrat state. No. But Atlanta has always been always a Democrat, been Democrat city. city. Always. For the last 50 or 60 years yeah. at least. So if there's voter suppression, who's doing it? Yeah, Is it right. Republicans? Right. Who's, the, who's being who's suppressing votes? Who's being suppressed? Yeah. Or are just, is it just not happening? You know what I mean? Like, who's being suppressed? It's just not real. Yeah, because which one is true? Are you the most popular? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and are you saying that black people hate you mm-hmm. or are you saying that no black person voted 
or are you saying that they all love you? Right. Um, which is it? Yeah, which is it? Also, Barack Obama won two terms. Yeah. So which one is it? What are we talking about? Um, gaslight. Another form of gaslighting is the fact that we're not allowed to talk about the uh, insurmountable amount of questions that came from the last election. Yeah. They got to mention it in every speech. Yeah, you're not allowed to um, actually ask those questions that and dive it's so into that. ridiculous to believe that Donald Trump lost the election. I mean, or or that he, you know, that he was frauded in the election. It's yeah. so crazy to think that. Um, and and this is what was the term again? What uh, projecting? No, no, no. What is it when you vic, uh, uh, vic blame shifting? Yeah, blame shifting. Right. So he's talking about voter suppression. And as we mentioned, a lot of these places are Democrat cities. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, you have an election where Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of Republicans with affidavits saying my vote was suppressed. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> care. My vote was changed. And you go, ah, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Vic- you Trumper. Gaslight. You Trumper. You're crazy. There was no voter suppression. Joe Biden's the most famous president in U.S. history. Yeah, U.S. history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you can believe that if you want to. Right. That's and and what you're referencing is his speech. Who? Joe Biden's speech where he's referencing voter suppression and all that stuff. Right. Well, all of it. I'm oh, just talking yeah, about all of it. I mean, all of it. Yeah. He mentions it as well. Um, but almost every speech from Joe Biden when he talks about voting laws, mm-hmm. um, he has to bring up either January 6th. Or how ridiculous it is that Donald Trump thinks that he didn't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to keep saying that because yeah. some people believe that it's ridiculous. Right. Like, why would the government, you know, you, you guys are the ones trying to thwart our democracy. Mm-hmm. Constitutional Republic. You guys are the ones trying yeah. to thwart our democracy. You know what I mean? So it, it can't possibly be them. Um, another form of gaslighting uh, under this umbrella of racism um, is the constant equivocation between a lot of things that don't deserve these equivocations. Like racist, okay, wrap up. Um, racists exist. Mm-hmm. They're real. Yeah. Racism exists. It's real. But to call having an ID to vote racism and then liking it, likening it to Jim Crow laws is mm-hmm. to diminish what happened Actual during Jim, Jim Crow yeah, and what people fought against. Well, he was for Jim Crow. He was. <laughs> Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden was on the side of segregationists. Mm-hmm. Gaslighting. Joe Biden was a Democrat in the times where Democrats were proud of their racism. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black. <laughs> we'll have to continue on because we have more. But guys, we hope you stay tuned. Look into these things. Look into these things. Well, um, stay tuned for part two. Uh, part two of race race gaslighting. gaslighting. We got a lot. It goes on forever. It goes on forever. But we appreciate you guys tuning in in this episode of Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things: our humble opinion or the facts. Holler. <laughs>